plan, protect, and preserve so you can have peace of mind. That's the motto of Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management, the hosts of Your Healthy Retirement, also featuring Peter St. James. Steve, good to see you. Good to see you, Peter. I Pat? got two words for you. What would that be? I quit. <laughs> you know what? How's that? <laughs> Very fitting uh, statement at this point in time in America because uh, there's a thing going on in the country right now called the Great Resignation. And it's uh, it's happening throughout the country. Oh, it's really going on? I was kidding. No. It's really happening? It's happening. Oh. Uh, after nearly two years into working from home, many workers have reached a crucial decision point. Uh, employees are taking sabbaticals, leaves of absence, or just leaving their jobs altogether. Uh, according to Bureau of Labor stats, yeah. in August, 2.9% of U.S. workers left their jobs. So this is... This is one of the things that's affecting the overall need for people to come back to work or to work. People are just not working. They're taking sabbaticals. They're, they're it's affecting the labor force. But now, 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 I don't want to get political about this. But some people are staying away because they're they say they're afraid of COVID. Other people say, "Well, hey, I'm getting unemployment benefits, so I'm going to stay at." So there's a myriad of reasons. They're doing this. And, and and it gives them more leverage to get what they're really looking for. Ah, okay? okay. So many who quit are jumping into jobs just as demanding, but others are not, okay? And it's kind of interesting that when you do this, when you're going to jump from one job to another, there's a lot of things that come with it. So we suggest you prepare yourself uh, before hitting the road, understanding what the effects of leaving one job and going to another job has and what the potential upsides and downsides are. According to the Washington Post, workers who switch jobs almost always are going to earn bigger raises, and those who stay at the same firm will not. Bottom line, now is a great time to switch jobs, but be sure that you're looking at the whole picture, though, through whether you're getting health benefits, pensions, 401k matches, all the potential things that you may lose jumping from one, one job to another. You may get a higher salary, but you may be walking away from something else. Gotcha. So understand what the impact so, are. So somebody who, maybe their business was shut down because of COVID, and they said, okay, I'm going to work from home, and now that they want to get back into the workforce, they're in a better position? Yeah, they can be in a much better position. Okay. Yeah, yeah they people can, are they calling have more this leverage. because is an employee's market right now. Because I see signs all over the place. Hey, come to work, 15 bucks an hour, 20 bucks an hour, benefits. They're begging. I'm seeing job fairs. So it's really, what, what would that be? That would be a an employee's market? An yeah, employee's right, market, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. It's okay. The employers are not in charge now. Yeah, yeah. Right. And of, of course, the other thing we're looking at is many people are taking advantage of the job market because um, it's it's in favor of the employee to, to take a new job and get a better raise. But others are just saying, you know what? This work from home stuff is great. I don't want to go back to yeah. the office. Maybe I'll just take some time off and, and, and stay home, which if you can afford it is great. But there's the key thing. Can you afford it? It's really important to look at your finances and make sure you've set up uh, enough money aside to pay for however long you're going to take off. You know, if you're going to say, hey, let's take off 12 months, maybe you should add a couple months to that because who knows what the job market will be like in the future. 
right? And some other things that you want to think about, you really want to prepare for this while you're still employed. There's a lot of benefits that you get from your employer, uh, and FSA is one of them if, if you have it. It's a flexible spending account. If you contribute, say, $2,000 to a flex spending account for uh, the following year, mm-hmm. that $2,000 is available on day one, even though you haven't contributed it. So let's say you leave in February, and there's a $1,500 available balance in your flex spending account. I can use that? Go, absolutely. Go oh, ahead wow. and spend it before you leave. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to be missing health insurance when you take the sabbatical or this leave get those appointments uh, taken care of before you you know before you leave um, get get your your dental visits your eye visits your your doctor visits try to take advantage of all those benefits available to you now before you're uh, not working but it takes preparation to do that you so you can't just quit in a hurry without thinking about this stuff no, absolutely it really you really need to think long and hard about this because all of a sudden you're not going to have money coming in you're going to be dipping into a savings account and you're simply going to be taking money out of that every month it's not going to grow anymore mm-hmm. right where else are you not contributing you're not contributing to your 401k you're also not getting your employers matched to your 401k when you get back to work, you better take that into account and try to uh, save more, or maybe when you're not working, try to put some money aside. Mm-hmm. Um, now, can I make up, if I go back to work, can I make up for the money that I did not put in my 401k? Not not really. There's there's maximum amounts that you can put in, so you can put in up to that maximum. If you were contributing maximum now and leave, you, you don't have an opportunity to catch up in your 401k, you can potentially put some money into an IRA or another savings account, but there are maxes with some of these programs. Wow. Wow. Health insurance is the big one that I hear from people. It's not so much the salary. uh, It's not so much the days off. It's the health care. I mean, costs are not going to come down. Um, Peter, it's one of the biggest things that we face every day in our office. It's amazing the amount of people who are actually taking early retirement right now. And I'm talking in their late 50s, early 60s. And the one thing they got to figure out is, okay, what's this going to cost me for health care? Because that's the big question mark. And has that been included in the overall plan of doing the exit or the great resignation? You better make sure because that is a big number, especially if, you still in your, if you're in your 50s and still have kids in college who are still on your health plan. You got to prepare for it and understand what that financial impact will be. And I saw the numbers, uh, Social Security recipients going to be getting a, what, 6% bump? 5.9, uh, I think. 5.9. Yeah. Well, rough, rough numbers, we'll call it 6. However, I also saw that some of the Medicare supplement plans are also going up. So whatever that cola you're getting, it's not just you're going to live off the fat of the land. Oh, by the way, if you have the supplemental insurance, that's gone up, so that helps you offset it. But it's hard to get ahead and stay ahead. It is. It is. And, you know, there's a lot of things uh, that you're really going to have to address when you're starting this great resignation. What's your risk profile? I mean, what are you comfortable with from the standpoint of market ups and downs? So when you're working, people's attitudes are, you know, yeah, the market goes up, the market goes down. Doesn't matter. I'm still working. I still have money. And they don't they don't get qu- quite of a, upset. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you go on a fixed income, Okay, and you see the market go down and you're relying on drawing money out of those accounts and you're we're taking three percent out of maybe two hundred and fifty thousand and the market goes down to two hundred. Now it's three percent on two hundred. That's less money you bring in on a per month basis. I can see the phone ringing, Sean, for you. 
Sean, what do I do? <laughs> well, it, it, it happens. And, and oh, I'm sure I, it does. It's a conversation. I'd be doing it. I just had a conversation so, with someone yesterday about it. Not that they were relying on withdrawing down on any of the money invested, but they were nervous because their attitude was, well, I just stopped working. You know, now that I'm not working, I'm paying much more closer attention to what I'm spending uh, and keeping more tabs on my uh, savings accounts. I don't like my savings account to dip below a certain amount. It makes people nervous. Mm-hmm. So before you leave that job, understand what these things can have emotional effects on you because you're now in a different place where you weren't previously. If only we had paid that close attention to our finances 20 years ago. Absolutely. 30 oh. years ago. Oh. We'd be in a better boat. So true. Instead of waiting until you, you know, now I have no income coming in. I'm going to guard zealously what I have. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Steve brings up a great point. When you're going to make this decision and, and, and leave, whether it's going to be permanent or temporary or whatever the situation might be, make sure you understand what your expenses are. Make sure you understand what kind of cash is leaving uh, your checking account. We use an expense worksheet with all of our clients, and we look at it in two different ways. Uh, one is the uh, survivor expenses or survival expenses, if you will. That's going to be your taxes, your heat, your electricity, um, you know, your rent, uh, all those things, these things that you need to survive, right? You've got to make sure that you can afford to pay those bills when you take this break. And then the other side of that is what we call the, your discretionary expenses. These are things that you can do without if need be. That would be, you know, your hobbies, uh, golf for some people, uh, going to restaurants, you know, things like that. But understand... What are you, nuts? That's just stuff that makes life worth living. <laughs> Peter, he didn't but, include honey. I, yeah, well, I was waiting for him to say, and daily cups of coffee. Yeah. No! <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying. Understand what those expenses are, and then when you take this break, maybe you can afford to buy your Starbucks every day or Dunkin' Donuts, whatever yep. it is, but understand that uh, you may not be able to. And so you're going to have mm-hmm. to be able to cut back. But I knowing what you're spending is really key to this whole thing. Yeah, See, and, and again, you, and you have to consider that in the plan. Absolutely. And the funny part is when you're working, I'm not really thinking about the $3.04 I spend for my coffee right. and then the two seventy nine for the bagel. So I'm doing 6 bucks a day. Like, yeah, whatever. Okay, well, wait a minute. Now that I'm not working, Seven times six is forty-two times. Whoa! Yeah, it was like two hundred and fifty bucks <laughs> yeah. a month right. for coffee and bagel. Now all of a sudden, it takes on a bigger proportion. And, and be prepared because if you think those prices are going to stabilize, yeah. it, what you just gave, because what oh. we're experiencing right now mm-hmm. is we're seeing you know the inflation coming in, right? And you know one only knows where that's going to go with the supply chains being choked and what's going on overall in the economy. So you really want to have a grasp on what your spending habits are and, and what places you can pull back and what places you can't pull back. So from. when people quit a job, there's the, I want another job or I want a different life or I want, there's the longer period of time between I want to leave and I'm pulling the trigger as opposed to, I really hate you. I've had it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter how you quit. You still have to do the numbers ahead of time. The emotional, I hate you, I'm leaving, could put you, you think, I showed them, but it could put you in a bad a bad position. It, it, it can. And, and just like anything in this world, if you're making these types of decisions, you have to leave emotion out of it. Yeah. Emotion has to be taken off, off the chalkboard. Mm-hmm. And you have to think about it methodically and go through a process and understand the process. 
That's what we're there for. We're help, we want to educate people because we know this is going on. So we want to educate people and get them to understand what's really involved. Don't let your emotion just pull the trigger. Do your homework. Get educated on what you need to keep your eye on, what you need to pay attention to, what the potential decision-making process could cause you in a one-year period. Who knows? Maybe a two-year period. No one knows that. So put a plan in place if you're going to think about this or even do it. Now, Sean, you said if you're going to be out for 12 months, you should have 12 months worth of money in the bank, but add a couple extra to it. Is there a formula to that, or is that just you saying you should have that extra? I'm just saying add a little bit to it. Maybe add 25% okay. to it, which will take you from you know, 12 to uh, 15 months. Um, and, and for a couple of reasons. A, you don't know, you know when you're going to be able to get a job again. The job market is great right now, but what happens if you leave and then six months from now, the job market is horrible. Now you're going to be struggling to find a job. Uh, and then B, and, and Steve just mentioned it, inflation is uh, unbelievable right now. It's the highest it's been in 40 years, right? We're talking late 70s, early 80s type inflation here or nearly that. Um, so you, you you have your budget, your expense worksheets and what you spent or what you're spending now on, on your goods. But, you know, if as the prices increase, they, they could be 5 6 7% higher next year. Yeah, or if not higher, I mean, on food, I've already noticed because one of the processes that I use in the office is every three to four years, we have people update their expense sheets. Mm -hmm. And I just had someone update their expense sheet. They were spending $700 a month three years ago. Yep. $1,200 a month. Wow. And I was like, whoa, Yeah. right in my face. There you go. And it's becoming more and more of a common theme. So, you know. Well, that's you've got inflate, as, as Sean said, you've got inflation coming up. Um, financially, yeah. we're, we're all over the place right now. Right. With the supply chain thing, depending on what you apply it to, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever, whatever. Uh, it's going to be interesting, and I'm not sure I'd be wanting to bail right now, but that's just me. Well, you know, saying that, if you're in a position that's in high demand and you're looking for a higher pay, it's a great time to look. Yeah, well, I get right. that. Right. Okay? It, it, it's a great time to look. Yeah. Uh, as you can see in the service industry, you know, the big concern, you know, a year, two years, three years ago was, okay, what's the price you're going to get per hour? What's minimum wage? Every job I see offered, at least in the state of New Hampshire, I'm seeing everything start out at $14 an hour. Yep. Yep. Starting at 14 plus other incentives to get you on board. Mm -hmm. It's out there. And so, so if you're looking, if you were leaving, looking for a job today, what is a, the biggest concern to you? Is it the money? Is it the benefits? Is it the pension? I mean, the health benefits, the pension, uh, the vacation. I mean, is there one thing you should be more focused on than another? Everybody's going to have a different view of okay. that, Peter. Okay. And, you know, some people may have the view where certain companies are forcing them to go back to work in the office and they've been home for so long that they just don't want it. So they're going to look for a company that allows you to stay at home. Okay. Another person's, you know, pensions are becoming, uh, you know, a thing of the past. Right. You know, finding a company that still pays a pension, I'd be looking for that if they're out there. They're hard to come by. That may be a reason why someone's doing it. Mm. Obviously, the pay increase. So there's there's several different factors that go into why someone would want to start thinking about it. Mm -hmm. But when you're going to do this, you're going to leave a job. You're going to have a 401k plan. Yeah. I would not leave the 401k plan with the existing company. Now is the time to roll it over Got into it. your own IRA. Got it. For several reasons. Number one, you actually have a pulse on the investment options that are there, and you have a bigger 
investment platform where you can go and pick and choose where you want to diversify your portfolio into. Sean, if you looked in your crystal ball, uh, in August, 2.9% of the U.S. workers left their jobs. When the numbers come out for September, October, do you see that number going down or do you see that number going up? I don't have a pulse on that. You know, I don't. Uh, part of me says that it's going to remain flat. We've got the holidays coming up. Um, the other thing on the flip side of that that I think is driving more people to leave is this anti-vaccine um, yeah. uh, movement. Not movement, but people that don't want to be forced to vaccines. They are just leaving their jobs. Yeah. Uh, anti-mandate. They the don't want to be told. That's yeah. exactly it. And that may play into more of this going forward. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to, yeah. without a doubt. I, and I think it's going to hurt the labor market even harder than it's being hit right now. You've been listening to the Your Healthy Retirement Podcast with Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to shows. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. 